they would literally hide cash in all different places of the household. So whether it was pots and pans and inside our pillowcases. So we would literally, even in a standard size pillowcase, my mom would take two standard sizes and like stick them into the pillowcase and then put wads of cash between those pillows. I would literally sleep and like find money underneath my pillows. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, grown up friends. Claudia Chan is this week's financial grown up. Now, Claudia, oh, she is one of those people who she just commands a room. I remember meeting Claudia for the first time. I was moderating a panel at her She Summit at the 92nd Street Y in New York City. She was very, very pregnant, but she was full on running the show. And when I say running the show, I mean both behind the scenes and on stage. She was emceeing the whole thing and everyone was mesmerized by her. She's just one of those people. She has that thing about her that everyone is drawn to. Well, since that conference, her business has continued to grow. She also came out with her book, This Is How We Rise, Reach Your Highest Potential, Empower Women, Lead Change in the World, has taken her conference online and created a year-long membership program. I'm excited to share this interview with you guys now because her yearly conference is coming up in November, November 9th through the 13th to be exact. We're going to tell you more about Claudia's business and how you can get a discount for this year's conference. I go every year in person or virtually, and it is an absolute must. It's like no other conference. Claudia just brings together this unique energy, all these amazing people. I can't really explain it. You just have to go and see it and experience it for yourself. But first, let's get to her interview. Here is Claudia Chan. Claudia Chan, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Bobby. I am so happy to finally get you on the program. We have been friends for, oh my goodness, since I guess... 2015, 2016, when my book was coming out and I had the privilege of speaking at one of your amazing She Summits. Congratulations on all of your success and your pivot that you've done to this 12-month year-round membership program. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been definitely a new year, new normal, I think for everybody, but super excited about continuing to evolve and innovate. We're going to talk more about that on the other side of your money story, but I want to talk to you about your incredible upbringing. You're the child of Chinese immigrants who had a Chinese restaurant, and your money story has to do with cash flow and where the cash was, because there's a whole stereotype here in America about don't put cash under your mattress, but your parents were doing something, well, their own version of it. Tell us your money story, Claudia. Yeah, I just, I grew up with a very cash, I guess, focused family. My parents had come to America, not with much. My dad was a bartender and eventually made friends with folks on Wall Street in the 50s and opened up his first Chinese restaurant. They ended up having a few over the years. But when I was, let's see, when I was a kid growing up, because like they didn't trust banks at the time. And so they would literally hide cash in all different places of the household. So whether it was pots and pans 
and inside our pillowcases. So we would literally, even in a standard size pillowcase, my mom would take two standard sizes and like stick them into the pillowcase and then put wads of cash between those pillows. I would literally sleep and like find money underneath my pillows. But yeah, that was definitely a signature aspect of the family that I grew up in. And I'm sure lots of mom and pop shop immigrant sisters and brothers out there could relate to that story. Did you ever talk to them about this? It was really my normal. Like, again, you are the environment you're in. So to me, like, I didn't know that others, obviously, when I was a little bit older, I would say, Mom, like, this is not safe. Are you sure this is safe? And she would just go into this whole lecture around, you know, you got to you got to be careful with these big banks, these American banks. It sounds so unusual to many of us, but you're saying that was kind of normal among your community. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you... And especially, you know, diversity, right, is such a big conversation today and has been for, I know, many years now. But when you think about America, such a melting pot of so many immigrants and so many immigrant families and the diversity of people here are, and many of us are mutts, right? Like we're, you know, have such different backgrounds and come from such different cultures. And I think that when you think about your local dry cleaning store, your local restaurant, your local deli, you know, your local mom and pop shops, a lot of those were started by immigrant families that, you know, had different types of practices, right? So it's very cultural. And I think we we forget how diverse this country is. And I think today's cultural and political events are reminding us of that as well. And we do tend to make assumptions about how people approach money and their relationship with money. How did it impact you as you were growing up into becoming a financial grown-up? Now, I'm not sure if I'm actually a financial grown-up yet. <laughs> You're in a pretty big business, my friend. <laughs> well, actually, just just by actually giving you that response is a great segue into answering the question. So you know, to be invited to a podcast where we're going to talk about my relationship to money in 10 minutes is in and of itself a difficult task because money has really been probably, you know, I just turned 45 years old, like the most invisible and yet profound aspect of my life that I realized today at 45 into my older years or that really has so impacted, you know, in in many ways, what's driven me into building the platform and, and making the impact I have in the world but at the same time, also been a massive barrier or a massive, you know, just challenge in my life. Because I realized that, you know, my parents, from for them, money was survival, money was safety, because they lost everything by, you know, fleeing from China to Taiwan and coming to the States for the American dream. And they didn't come with here with much. And so I was so raised with, you know, money is really at the center of success, and all the work that I've done building She Summit and writing my How We Rise book and all the leadership work that I've done to advance she, he, equity, which is what she stands for, and creating a better humanity is really success is actually not money. Success is actually freedom. And it is well-being. It is peace of mind. It is joy. And I think that you know what happened to me and I think what happens and, and, and consumes so many individuals out there in the world is that we make money, you know, our center and the goal where really money is just the tool to get the freedom, the tool to get the well-being. But the thing is, if you make chasing money your goal, then you're never really going to be happy. I would say like, that's just the quick answer to that question. 
is really you got to check what your relationship is to money and really get clear on yourself, whether you're 20, 30, 50, 70, however old you are listening to the story, because some of the most wealthy, financially wealthy people in the world are the least happy. What is the lesson for our listeners? I think that really finding the right team, whether or not it's a financial advisor and whoever is going to teach you about money and help support you. There's so many aspects to managing your money, right? There's your investments and there's, you know, do you buy the house now or what kind of house do you buy? And, you know, there's just like private school or public school. There's just so many choices. And I just think that like when we talk about financial organizations, I think it's choose individuals that you really, really trust and get you that you have the right energy with that you just have, it's like a best friend, right? Or it's, it's somebody that it's a person that really is the right person for you to be that long term partner. Because I think having the right people around us will give us the right and, and obviously doing the work as well, right? Learning as much as you can, that will give you the wisdom and the tools and the strategies you need over time to manage your money. Well, I can trust organizations if I trust the people. I love that. that. That's so important because organizations, I mean, I'm stating the obvious, but they are made up of people. Let's talk about your everyday money tip. I love what you said about filters. Yeah. So, you know, obviously I am less into shopping today um, with a three and five-year-old for myself as much as I used to be. I care less about material stuff than I did when I was in my 20s and 30s now that I'm raising a family and Again, back to the what matters the most in life question. But when I do shop, whether it's like J. Crew or I, I go to guilt.com a lot and, you know, or if there's a, a Lexus Batar is a jewelry store that I, I love and I, but I always go to the filter section and I search low to high first to pull up, you know, what is to start at a place where it's the least expensive option because Again, sometimes I feel like I just, for me, it's more about the the transaction, like the dopamine shot that you get, that you crave on wanting to make transactions and wanting to acquire and wanting, wanting to buy something, right? It's like, oh, I I need a massage. Oh, I want to buy something. And so it's just something that sometimes it's just buying something for the sake of making the transaction. So that's just one tool that I've used, you know, filter low to high, just to keep it simple and not waste money. Because really, at the end of the day, whether you need something new, go into your closet and you chances are you probably don't need that item. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing because it's so easy. And I bet in most cases, if we start paying attention, they start high to low in many of them because they want you to buy the highest price thing. So that makes so much sense. Let's talk about You have so much going on this fall. Obviously, November comes and we always know we are waiting for the She Summit, which I've attended so many times and always such an amazing lineup of people and thought leaders. Tell us how you've evolved and how people can get involved themselves. Yeah, thank you. So She Summit is a leadership conference. We are entering our ninth annual conference and it's always, the she stands for advancing she, he and equity, but we've evolved a lot. Whole life leadership is something that I've been teaching for many years through the conference because really to advance gender equality, because I know you hear she summit and you're like, it's a women's conference, but it's always been around activating people to not only realize their highest whole life potential and give you content and speakers and leadership curriculum throughout the days of the conference, but it's also to get you to make positive change in the world and in your workplace. So with COVID-19 and everybody working from home, we've evolved it to a 12-month conference membership. We feel people need year-round support. But this year's lineup, the actual five-day conference, you know, day one is going to be, you know, unleashing the leadership for your mental 
and financial health. Day two is leadership for your family and caregiving and your and the next generation. Day three is leadership for your workplace and your career. And it sort of just goes on and on into community. There's a whole life leadership journey through it. And we have speakers like Mackie Mandela just confirmed. She's Nelson Mandela's daughter. We have Liv Bore, who is a, an Olympic poker champion, female poker champion. Carly Fiorina just confirmed, you know, we just have an incredible lineup this year. But beyond the conference, you also get those types of speakers every single month. And I host and lead you through the the year-round whole life leadership journey because I want every life department of yours to be successful. And and mental, physical, financial health is really the first leadership department, right? Because if like you are strong in those areas, then you can lead through any aspect of your life well. So we can maximize our impact for our, our workplace, our community, our families. It's a win-win for everybody. And we're really redefining leadership to actually mean whole life leadership. And you're doing it so well. I can tell you these are must-attend events. And I think that it's a wonderful thing that now more people can attend. Where can people go to find out more about it and also to follow you and your social channels? Yeah. So just go to shesummit.com and you can obviously get all the information there. If you contact us, you know, and just literally mention this podcast, Financial Grown Up, we will give you a special discount. Just mention Financial Grown Up in your contact us if you want to become a member and join our ninth annual conference in November. And I'm on Instagram at Claudia Chan Wagner, my married name and LinkedIn, which is Claudia Chan. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby. It's so good to reconnect. Here we go, my friends. Financial grown-up tip number one. If your parents are making big financial mistakes, like hiding money in household goods around the house indefinitely in large amounts, try to help them out. I get the mistrust of banks, but money needs to grow and be invested or it will be worth less. Please protect your parents' money. Financial grown-up tip number two. I want to add to Claudia's everyday money tip about searching from low to high when you are buying things online. The sorting feature is so important. One thing I have started doing more of when I buy online, which so many of us are doing during the pandemic, is actually really taking the time to read reviews from verified buyers. Because of COVID, when I do buy things like clothing and other goods online, where you aren't always sure about what you're getting, those written reviews are really helpful for the things that matter but are never in the store written description, like whether the material wrinkles or that it runs big or small or that the color was not quite what the picture showed. You can often return things, but really, who wants the hassle? Try not to make the mistake in the first place. Better to learn from other consumers first. People are often brutally honest. And speaking of that, send us your brutally honest online shopping tips. We all need all the help we can get in this holiday season. It's going to be a doozy. DM me at BobbyRebel1 and on Twitter at BobbyRebel. The first one I should say was on Instagram, BobbyRebel1. And check out my other podcast, Money with Friends. We have amazing co-hosts this season, including Farnoosh Sharabi, David Bach, Bola Sakunbi, and Grant Sabatier, and more. The Instagram handle for Money with Friends, by the way, is at MoneyFriendsPod. That is also the handle for Twitter there. Make sure you sign up for the She Summit. Mention you are a financial grown-up for a discount. And big thanks to Claudia Chan for helping us all be financial grown-ups.
Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.